Hello, I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Oh my goodness. And of course, Lori Alvarez, Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. We're here again today with another amazing guest. You've probably seen him before because I've been on his show and now he's coming to my show. Dr. J, tell him who you are. Hello, Lori Alvarez. It's a pleasure. Hello, uh, Lori Alvarez. We're rolling. Hi, this is Dr. J. Lamar Gray, host of the Strictly Business Show, the sexiest business show in the world. That it is. Okay. Because I was on it. Mm-hmm. Strictly, absolutely. Only the best. StrictlyDrJ.com, the shameless pr- promotion. StrictlyDOCTORJ.com. Perfect. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have happy Dr. J. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I enjoyed being on your show and I think the value that you bring to my audience right now is we have a lot of business owners out there, Mm -hmm. a lot of real estate investors. We have a lot of people who are in the business world. Pretty much everyone has a job. So they're in the business world. Yes. Uh, And I wanted, because I love your insight into the business workplace. Let me start with just this. I mean, he arrived 30 minutes early for the show recording today. And I really appreciated it because he just contributed to the conversation that we were having prior to it, which was all about the profit and loss statement and how to potentially save money in certain areas. And immediately you had great value. Yeah, I said that it's more important to profit than to have loss. (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) And yet so many people can't do that. If you have more loss than profit, you're probably doing something wrong. And in the world of commercial real estate and in the world of businesses, I mean, one of the things that you said is there's so many companies out there that are just losing like crazy. Well, Back in the day, when you talked about business, people said location, 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 right? It used to be about location. That meant it was about visibility. Yes. If people can see your business when they drive down the street, walk down the street, if there's great parking, is the entrance available? Do people have to climb a ladder and crawl through a window to get in your place? But today, location, 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 that's the last time I'll say location, location, location. (laughs) It's all about if you could find the right commercial real estate to have your business Mm -hmm. that won't charge you an enormous amount of fees and that isn't conducive to your business because a lot of commercial real estate aren't interested in the success of your business. Mm -hmm. They really don't care. It's like that scene in Goodfellas. That scene says uh, Paulie took over the restaurant. He Uh says, had a fire. You pay me my money, (laughs) right? (laughs) Pay me my money. You got a fire, pay me my money. And that's how it is. Uh And it's very tough for small businesses with commercial real estate because Mm -hmm. the first thing you should know is what kind of deal you're going to have to do. Because that's the first place your money is going to be allocated to where your location is. Yeah. Well, and so I brought that up, right? On my profit and loss statement, that was exactly what we talked about was like, I have spent, uh, what was it? Like eight grand or something right around there Mm -hmm. in um, really estate rents year to date so far it's actually higher than that so i have to do the numbers again but the the reality was it's a very reasonable number 
right? Yeah, for I where it was. I am with regards to the type of business that I'm in. Yeah. And so that was the conversation. First and foremost, how do you have all of this knowledge when it comes to the business place, the workplace environment? Well, I have a doctorate in organizational behavior and leadership uh, from Pepperdine University. I did my master's at Laverne in undergrad in organizational behavior yeah. and uh, management studies. So that's more about the behavior in the workplace, which yes. in behavior contributes to the business side yeah. of it. And as far as making money or losing money. Yes. And that's where I got all my experience. And I did private consulting in the workplace. I worked in Nevada for MGM Resorts. A horrible information. Do not go to MGM when you go to Las Vegas. <laughs> there are terrible, horrible people down there. Don't lose your money there. Lose your money somewhere else. And uh, and I've consulted. I've worked at UCLA as an instructor uh-huh. of the city of Berkeley. I've done organizational yes. behavior consulting. So yes. I've been there, done that, seen it all. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Seen it all. So today the conversation is really about the commercial workspace. Do we see that the commercial workspace is improving since COVID or do we see that it is not and it's really hurting businesses in the long term? What's your perspective on that, Dr. J? Well, it's always commercial real estate. It's always it depends on the business, Mm -hmm. but they are they have lost. They took a large hit like a lot of us did during the damnemic, I like to call it. And a lot of them are, it's like the damn-demic uh, hangover, they yeah. say, yes. was that's lingering. So a lot of people had to bail out. A lot of people lost businesses. The bailout money didn't help a lot of people, especially right. with commercial real estate. So yeah. it's hurting. And I'm not a commercial real estate expert, mm-hmm. but the business is, is, is hurting. But there could be some advantages to small business people. I talked to one guy the other day about he, him and his land, his uh, fellow tenants are having problems with the the leasing office and I say, yes. listen, if all ten of you just say, We're not paying our rent, right? You could have an advantage here. Or right. if they try to up your rent, you could have an advantage because they don't want to lose any more people than they've already lost. Right. Yeah. So um I don't know how I could come back. It's gonna take years. They say it's a recession coming up. Yeah. And so I don't know how it's gonna come back. But uh I think it's a good thing because they need to start working with small businesses like yourself even yeah. more. I yeah. mean, if they, if these commercial real estate management companies start working with small business people a little more, be a little more negotiable with the uh, price, uh, stop going up on late. You got late fees and stuff like that. Right. I think they need to work with their clients and their tenants more. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that a hundred percent. Right. So the reality is for commercial real estate, they don't have any really any rules or regs per the state of California. Uh-huh to how landlord-tenancy law is. Um, and we're not allowed to use the word landlord anymore, just so you know. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just shifted as well. But those <laughs> rules and regs, um, there's not really when it comes to commercial real estate. It's actually a very easy market to own real estate in and have the authority as opposed to residential real estate, mm-hmm. right? Residential real estate, the city of LA and the county of Los Angeles have a lot of authority uh-huh. on how you um, take care of your tenants. Uh-huh. But when it comes to commercial, there's they don't nothing. because we live in free enterprise where you can basically you own the place and you can kind of uh, draw the paperwork up the way you want to work it out. And, you know, rental agreements, as you know, leasing agreements aren't law. Right. It's just something that somebody decided to put in writing. And if you put your signature on it under it, you're obligated to um, adhere to those rules. Yes. A lot of times you can take some of these people to court and you could probably win. 
Yes. Okay, if you want to spend the money and the time to do so. Right. So it's all about the agreement, and it's all about being more... Uh, it's easier to do when you have somebody who actually owns the commercial real estate yes. property yes. opposed to these corporations that own it. Like there's one in this area called, was it Progressive? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They have a gang of empty places, yes. right? You see leasing, they have spaces that have been available for two years because, and I've done business with these people yeah. and they are tough nut to crack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there's a, the reality of that too, because I know personally when I was looking for my own space to open my real estate brokerage in, uh, when I was doing the research and negotiating with landlords, like I just put out an offer. I was like, hey, what about this? And one landlord just totally ignored me. One property owner just totally ignored me. How rude. Like, yeah, I know, right? I was like, hey, the art of negotiation is communication. Uh, and if this is the kind of communicator you are in negotiating, I can only imagine what you are as my property owner, um, landlord. Were you in the room and he was ignoring you or was it the phones or emails? Yeah. You wasn't sitting in front of them. He was like just reading the paper yeah, or something like that. No, not at all. Like I submitted my application with my intent, my letter of intent for what I would like to rent the space for. Uh-huh. Um, and his agent didn't even respond. That's rude. And so then I reached out to the agent and I said, hey, by the way, I'm just following up to be sure when you got the information. Then, two, what was the landlord's response? It was like, oh, yeah, I was way too low. We're not interested. Oh, really? it would have been nice if you could have just let me yeah, know. Yeah, say that. Right. Yeah. But again, it's all in who your agent is. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I was like, okay, well, that's representative of who the landlord, property owner they is. They just couldn't tell you it's too low. They yeah, couldn't give you a right? phone call and or say it's too low. Offer. Or can you come up a little more on this or <laughs> this and that? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. So, you know, so I can understand from the perspective of I'm a tenant now and I'm in this place and I've got my business established. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get hit with a two or $300, $400 rent increase. Really? You know, what do you do then? In the middle of your lease? Yeah, no, it's going to, of course, lease for the whole time. Well, I would... <laughs> I would tell people to fight it really hardcore mm-hmm. if you if that if that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if is that a little much for you in your mm-hmm. budget? Mm-hmm. In my budget, where my budget is, turn off your phone, Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> in my budget, where my budget currently is, uh, I did receive. I just this is actually real live information, right? I just because it's time to renew as we're celebrating this year is going to be our this month is our one year anniversary for our real estate brokerage that I opened. Eighteen years in real estate, one year is my own. Um, And uh, yeah, I just got an increase in this economy for my rent to go up by 200 bucks. Now, listen, I, I'm not a lawyer. Uh Okay. Uh My wife is, Uh (laughs) but I would say if you really want to shake things up, continue to pay the same amount of money. Okay. Month Uh after month, Uh you know, and just say, no, I'm not and communicate. Uh I can't afford that. I don't, well, that's not in my best interest to increase my rent and, but just keep paying the rent on time, on time, on time. And, uh, until they make a move. Now they could easily start saying, okay, give you eviction papers. Right. All right. They could do that. Or they can have a conversation with you or trying to negotiate. Or if you want to maybe pay half that money up front. But I mean, listen, don't get yourself in trouble. listening to me. I'm a rebel like that. <laughs> but That's why I'm if you really them. couldn't afford it, because it's going to cost you more to move out. 
Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. Okay, so it depends on the relationship, and this probably starts at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Did you anticipate a rent increase? I did, yes. Okay, so yeah. did you save up for it? I was prepared for it. I so, didn't I didn't welcome it. But so I they was go at three percent? Was that like a three percent increase or it was no, it was actually uh, so two hundred bucks. Uh so it was about a one and a half percent. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I, <laughs> it could I be actually, worse. <laughs> you know, and as so then on the other end of that perspective, right, you go out there as the business owner, right? And you go, okay, well, I'm going to find another location, uh -huh. you know, and then you find the reality of what rents are or aren't. And then know? can you stop your business to move? Yes. And to, from a different set of circumstances to another set of circumstances right. that could come up again. So I tell people in business, listen, sometimes you just got to focus on generating the income and just going balls out and getting the job done. I don't yeah. believe, I know we talked about profits and loss. I really don't believe in focusing on loss or cutbacks. I believe in finding a way to generate more income. I love that. I do love that. Because right? at the end of the day, things are going to continue to go up. Up, whether mm -hmm. you like it or not. So mm -hmm. you should really put more energy in generating more income for yourself. And if that means working longer hours, that means upping your prices. Uh, some people believe that less, less clients and upping their prices is the way to get out of trouble yeah. now. So, um, Lori, turn off your phone. So, <laughs> so yes, I mean, you should always anticipate a year. Was it a two-year lease? You uh, I did a one-year. You did a one-year? Yeah. Okay. Do always do two years in business. Oh, I would recommend everybody sign a two-year lease off the bat so while you're still getting your legs, you don't get hit with that rent increase. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my perspective as I went into this is like, I was like, okay, this is my first year I'm betting on myself. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it. Uh -huh. And so, um, I'm going to do one year and one year only and see how the one year does. Plus with this new economy that we're currently in. Right. Yeah. So those are the things that when I went into this, those were the, my, my thoughts and my brain was saying like, these are the issues. These are the things that I need to take into consideration as I am moving this forward. Right. This is just something that was important. And how'd that work me. out for you, Lori? I got a increase. <laughs> Always go two years off the bat for the lease. Always there two you years. Go. You heard it from the man. You yeah. heard it from the man. Yeah, because you don't need any interruptions. Because it takes you two years to bathe the sink or swim, anyway. So you might as well take the two-year lease. There you go. You heard it from the man. A hundred percent. Like you heard that. One hundred percent. Well, and and then to just get into it, like I was just pulling the stats this afternoon for our conversation and so this is the la stats for leasing in the second half of 2022 right mm -hmm. here in front of you right from 2006 to 2022 to current right mm -hmm. Ooh, in 2020 that's when the big covid hit mm -hmm. like the market dropped for leasing but we're still not completely recovered no no it's it's hard. I mean, a lot of commercial properties, especially for the businesses that a lot of people now when they start businesses, they're in the leisure industry. Mm -hmm. Kind of like um, yogurts, not yogurt, uh, yoga studios, mm -hmm. training, small cupcake shops and things of that nature, opposed to the repeat offender business like your retails and your grocery stores. Mm -hmm. I call repeat it repeat offenders, offenders business. Yeah. Stuff you can't live without. Who used up all the toilet paper? I got to keep going for that. <laughs> 
right? So a lot of people do leisure industry, and a lot of commercial property isn't designed for leisure industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't want to open up a, I guess you could do a yoga studio here. Right. But when you do stuff in commercial real estate, when you leave, they expect you to convert it to, to back to this original form. A lot of people yes. don't know that. Yes. So if you rent a place out and you, uh, you create a dance studio, per se, and you make it look like a dance studio, yeah. when you leave, they want you to turn it back from not being a dance studio, and that can cost you some money. So it's, I understand why, because you don't have people, I mean, doing, you don't have real estate. Everybody's not trying to get into real estate. Right. Everybody's not trying to get into insurance sales. Mm-hmm. People are trying to do uh, very upscale businesses now. And a lot of uh, commercial real estates aren't conducive to that at all, especially right. like the dispensary shops. Mm, yeah. You know, we talked you, a little bit about that. You can't just have a dispensary shop anywhere. So no. a lot of these places aren't designed to take every kind of business. Yeah, it is. It is very true. Very true. But I thought this was kind of interesting because that was one of the conversations we were having the other day is, is the leasing market um, on its way back? Are people going back to office is the regular conversation. And we are definitely on our way back to the office. A lot of organizations are requiring, I think it was uh, IBM and a couple of tech Companies have decided to, I can't remember the name, um, have decided y'all should come in and work five days a week now. Mm-hmm. They're tired of it. They've written away. They can't stand not micromanaging people. So people are coming back into the office. Now, here's the thing, though. They're actually inviting older workers to come back. Okay. A lot of organizations are done with these millennials. <laughs> no offense, Nolan. They, they, they are done with the even Gen Xers. They are actually asking baby boomers to come back in the workplace because they're finding they're more productive. There's less drama yes. in the workplace. They may talk you to death while they're trying to sell you something. Yeah. But <laughs> I remember back in my day, it just would have $5. But they, so they are actually, the workplace is actually looking for older and people to come back because they're used to coming to work every yes. day. They're yes. used to not starting trouble. So yes, people are coming back into the office and they're trying to bring older people back. Oh, that's interesting. So in the real estate industry, these young these young bucks don't want to come to the office. They don't want to come to the office yeah, anymore. Yeah, they're all yeah. working from their virtual space. Yes, and then businesses aren't going for it anymore. It was a nice ride during the pandemic. It's not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, everybody can't work from home. Yes. Everybody can't work in the office. I could thrive better half and half. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. could do like half the day, week in the office, half at home. Yeah. So, but they're, they're definitely going to come back. But do they want to come back to a lot of commercial? A lot of commercial real estate is busted now. Yeah. You got broken down historical buildings that can't be uh, renovated. They don't have the money to renovate. Yeah. And with a lot of tech companies now and a lot of what um, it needs to run a business, some of these buildings aren't even uh, have the technological infrastructure to cater to newer businesses now. Correct. So that's where the struggle is. Correct. Some of these buildings need to be t- uh, torn down and reinvented to fit technical needs. Correct, correct. And, they, and the owners just don't have the money. That's, I would 100% say that at this time. I mean, I saw, as it, you all know, I'm in San Dimas, California. I saw coming through downtown the other day which I don't really drive too much through downtown, but in downtown San Dimas, there was one of the shops that had been there forever, completely torn down, like to the bones. And it's because they're doing all the uh, earthquake retrofitting and they're putting the property back. The handicap stuff. Now you got more of the handicap stuff. Now we've got a conversation about more than two restrooms now. And Yeah. yeah, a lot of these buildings are not up to code now. And the historical, you know, it used to be about historical landmarks. They're just getting rid of that altogether. Yeah. So that can change business. 
So I really appreciate it because I think the reality is like um, the so people are saying that like oh is commercial real estate going bust oh is the commercial market not moving forward oh are people not needing commercial brick and mortar anymore Mm -hmm. and the reality is is we're seeing that people are making their way back to the office though it is showing that we have a little we're going back down again a bit in 2023 was there a business isn't there a building in San Francisco that building that was worth three hundred million dollars and it's now like three hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> you hear about goodness, that? No. Yeah. Tell me more, Doctor. It's Jay. a building in San Francisco that was worth a lot of money. If you could buy it now for like, is it? Th- no, it's not three hundred thousand. It's something like three million. Right. But it's if if it, the value goes up on it, it's going to be like over a hundred million. Wow. But that's how bad it is. It's an office building in San Francisco, uh-huh. but I think it's really old. It needs to be refurbished, and that's the problem. And people aren't going there, especially office buildings. Uh, you saw, uh, you see, um, even Twitter is having trouble. Mm-hmm. The Twitter offices are selling online auctioning. Yeah. They're auctioning the beer kegerators and the pizza ovens to pay the rent. Yeah. So, uh, and people don't want to work in those stuffy buildings anymore. Right. You know, yeah. especially with uh, potential. Uh, and also a lot of the mass shootings you've seen lately, mm-hmm. people are kind of hesitant of being in one central location. So that's got people spooked as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that, I could see that being a challenge with regards to people having a hard time with that. I know, like, from the commercial perspective, myself having the commercial division now within my office and then still managing the residential aspect, everyone is wanting to still have that. It's, like, mandatory, that other Zoom room, right? That additional office space slash studio room. It's, like, mandatory now when you're buying a house. Yeah. Yeah, they want. They, yeah, I had a friend just do some renovations to his house. He spent like almost ten thousand dollars doing a studio inside his home, but uh, it depends on what kind of business you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, and can you generate enough income? Mm-hmm. Because we also see social media going down a bit as well. Oh, so I hadn't seen those stats. Yeah, recently. people. Um, it's it's still left up to. Well, let me tell you, the same people are walking away from social media. Yeah. Okay. The crazies are still there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the crazies don't spend a lot of money on your product mm-hmm. or your services. Mm-hmm. So that the people are walking away as far as that goes. They're still having virtual meetings. Yes. But a lot, not a lot of business. Are you making a lot of business deals through the internet? No. This year we are we are down. This year you are correct. Yeah. Because the same people are walking away, and the crazies are watching you, and the crazies are trying to buy a house for like twenty bucks or something yeah, like that. No, that's not, not going to work. Gonna <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to work. Not going to happen. So it depends. If it's beneficial to your business, it, it works. But it, it, the research is showing it's not. It's mm. not at all. It's all the still face-to-face handshake is the way to go. Okay. I, I would agree with that 100%. So then let me ask you this question, Dr. J, as everyone's talking about um, AI, Right, uh-huh. this artificial Chad. Intel- yes, this Chaz. artificial intent intelligence. Um, how do you foresee that changing the business workplace? I don't. I think it's a thing for younger kids. It's a playground, and once again, these kids don't spend money. Mm-hmm. I think uh, businesses that would deal with mature people or when people become mature and mm-hmm. actually have some money, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. But then again, it's so. 
AI is so slick now, you, you're getting to the point where we won't even know if we're dealing with AI or not. Yeah. Right? You could think you're talking to a real person and you're not talking to a real person. Right. The, the place, I get my car down on Glendora Imports over there uh-huh. and then I got a text from somebody, it's time for an oil change. You could come in for your oil change and yeah. I found it was a system, it was AI. <laughs> I thought it was the owner of the company. <laughs> Chris, Glendora Imports does a great job. And she's like, oh, no, that's a system. I'm like, you're texting me? What time you want to come in? I said, I'll be there Friday. Okay, great. You're down for Friday. And it was AI. It was AI. It was AI texting me about, because I'm in the system. They know the last time I had an oil change. Uh It was time for one. I said, I need to get my brake light fixed, too. Okay, when you want to come in? It was like... You and Mr. AI were having a full-on conversation. Yeah. You know, I started to ask her out, you know, what are you doing Friday night? <laughs> that is not true, because he's happily married. Yeah. But, so, if you can use AI strategically like that, yes. where people don't know they're dealing with AI, yeah. you can fool somebody. And that's where it's going. But yeah. if it's, like, very transparent AI, where it's like, hello, would you like to make an appointment, or something like that, yes. then people are not going to go for it. So, you think, so what I hear right now is you believe that the AI will support you in the automated world of text and potential email. Yeah, because it worked for me because the owner, they don't, they're not staffed to reach mm-hmm. out to somebody who have mm-hmm. oil change. The yes. system is set for that. And if they didn't do that, I would have never came in for the oil change. Yeah, which generated more income for them. Generated income for them without even picking up the phone. What a fantastic yeah. feature. So if you can get something AI in your business, mm-hmm. in real estate, where you can uh-huh. say, oh, you've been in the house for two years. You want to refinance? Yeah. Or you want to move somewhere else? That yeah. could work. But it's got to be sneaky. And that's the whole strategy of AI, to be sneaky and let you know that it's not even happening when it is. Yeah. Well, I could see how AI would support people in the sense of moving their investments forward, Mm -hmm. right? Because if it's monitoring your investments um, and it it says, oh, you did this investment two years ago, looks like it's reached this criteria and now it's coming back down, you may want to think about shifting an investment or so forth, right? I could see how that could also support businesses altogether. Mm -hmm. I can see how AI will actually support our environment. Real estate? In general. There will be a way to do it. You Mm -hmm. have to be creative about it. You may not want to do everything that somebody else is doing. Right. Also, as as far as the cost, what is it going to cost to the business people to do AI? What are you thinking about AI? Just how do you want to use it? Oh, oh, so my... fake lorry? Mm. (laughs) I would want them to be just as sweet as me. Uh (laughs) I actually would like AI to support my clients in in exactly that, right? Monitoring their homeownership timeline, helping them to win in their Mm -hmm. real estate investments. Mm -hmm. That's how I want real, that's how I would like AI to support my particular real estate journey with Mm -hmm. my clients, Mm -hmm. right? You made an investment, um, Two years ago, the market's looking like it's this, this, and this. So it would be a good time to make another real estate investment. May I make a suggestion? Yeah, please do. I think that's good too, but you may, since your business is all about referrals, Mm -hmm. you may want to figure out how to use that to generate referrals. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. How can AI help you generate referrals and keep track of people like that? 
because that would really, really help you out. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? I can't say right now. We could brainstorm about it later. But, but if it can, if it can help you generate referrals and people who are looking for a house and starting that conversation up somewhere, you know, subliminally where your AI is starting the conversation and they don't know they're starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. The people don't know I'm starting the conversation mm-hmm. like that text. Yes. It's like, oh, all of a sudden we were talking about sports and now we're talking about real estate. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I'm looking to buy a house. So that would be a very good help to you. And Lori has it first. Don't you other real estate people try to steal that? <laughs> they wouldn't do I should that be charging y'all for this advice. Right? Good Lord. I, uh, okay. So I want to circle back, right? The conversation started with commercial real estate in general mm-hmm. and whether it is actually um, getting people are getting back into the office or not mm-hmm. and how it either supports the real estate company, the companies, not just real estate companies, mm-hmm. but companies that are walking back into their uh, commercial environment, right? And we're seeing that the market's showing that we're slowly moving back to people going back in the office. It depends on the business. It does. It depends on what kind of business they have, okay? I mean, if it's in commercial real estate, if people are coming back, I mean, what are we talking about? Um, insurance companies. I mean, it just depends on the business. If you own a, are we talking, are we trying to talk to the owners of commercial real estate? Yeah, here? I think any business owner out there right now and or homeowners that own a business uh-huh. that are maybe taking, they're, they're like, they don't know what to do with this new economy. And should they keep their commercial space? Should they relocate their commercial space? Should they, anything of that sort? You should right? you should keep your commercial space because you're still getting a big tax write off from it. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of I would say open up your scope of what you. Um, a lot of people make decisions of who their clients is based on personal beliefs. Like some people don't want to have a marijuana dispensary in your business. We had this conversation, right? yes. Yeah, I mean, if you if it's something that benefits other businesses, like say you have a marijuana dispensary next to a cupcake shop, mm-hmm. that's great business, right? Because you're gonna get the munchies, right? <laughs> I'd say, if I had the cupcake, I'd be giving samples out. You're going to get the munchies later, so buy some of these cupcakes. So you have to expand and be more strategic. I think marijuana dispensaries are a great place to draw business to the business center. Have you been to a dispensary yet? I have not, no. Okay. My kids go. I've been to an Owens been one. It's very diverse. It's I mean, You have everybody there. It's just a rainbow coalition in there, and I was shocked to the one in Pomona. So... You have a, it's not really a target market there other than people who like to get high. Uh-huh. And so I think doing that can welcome people into it. Um, be open to music studios. You got a lot of creative people out there mm-hmm. who are looking for rooms to edit yeah. or record music. You just have to modernize your stuff. I mean, if you're just going to be leasing to insurance offices and real estate offices, <laughs> good Lord. I mean, <laughs> think outside the box. How can you make your... How can you draw in more up-to-date businesses and young people and tech companies to uh, do that? And one of the things you need to do is stop being so vanilla, chocolate or vanilla, and be able to work and sell your market yourself as we work with clientele. We work with small businesses, okay? Oh, I love that. Negotiate with them. Say, listen, okay, you're a business, so you know I'll cut you this, I'll cut you that. Or you can bring client work on a referral system that you refer somebody there. Yeah. So you really have to open up the opportunity opportunity to bring in more diverse clients and more up-to-date clients into your workspace. Yeah. You have to negotiate. You have to be open. Yes. I would, I would agree with that 110%. Yeah. But keep it. You have to keep, can't get rid of that. Unless you're just really just starving. 
yeah. and you're busted, then that's another conversation. But if you can hold on to it, you just need another better strategy. Contact Dr. J and for a small fee, I will help you. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just listen to his show weekly. Yeah. Dr. J, where could people find you? You can email me at Dr. J, D-O-C-T-O-R-J at Strictly Biz, B-I-Z show dot com or go straight to my website, Strictly Dr. J, Strictly D-O-C-T-O-R-J dot Oh, I love it. I love it. You got to come on my show again, talk about more real estate stuff too. 100%. I would love to. And I always love having a conversation with you, Dr. J, about everything and anything under the, under business, under the business moon, because you just bring such an interesting perspective to it. You don't smoke or... No, no, sir. You know, you're missing a whole market of people, real estate market. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> what the You know heck? how many people out there, you can, deals can be made over Puff Puff Fast? Jeez. Well, I'll have to keep it in mind for future lead generation Create your AI. AI of Lori smoking a joint. <laughs> when I'm 80. Uh, I'm still too young. I'm 50 this year. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dr. J. Thank you for letting me come on. I enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.